0: 995, Gold. That's 833995 Gold 833-995-GOLD. 833995GOLD. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9/11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
1: The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families.
0: The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget.
1: More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
0: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. It is finally election day. 2024, I hope all of you are having a fantastic start to the week, particularly if you are in frigid, planet-of-hot-style Iowa, where all of you have the ability to set the national agenda for the very first time. Four months, years even, we have been talking about what the votes were going to look like in 2024, and at long last... Today, we will begin to hear from the people themselves, no polls, nothing else other than a lot of individual caucuses, feels like it should be caucus I, perhaps caucuses, all over the state of Iowa, and Buck, the battle, it appears, I say it appears, to be over who is going to come in second place, as Donald Trump has apparently opened up a big lead. There was an expectation that we could see record turnout for these caucuses, 200,000 or more. The weather has thrown that a bit into an uproar. No one seems to know exactly what the turnout will look like or how it will impact all of the top candidates. I followed it. I'm sure you did as well, Buck, over the weekend. Every candidate, according to the candidate, having massive turnouts, Everyone with fabulous momentum. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's arguing it. Nikki Haley is arguing it. Ron DeSantis is arguing it. Donald Trump is. And so we will wait. And tomorrow when we come on, we will have the first victor of 2024. Cannot wait on that. Fonnie Willis finally has come out and uh, and addressed the allegations against her at a church service of all places. And whenever you say... Hey, do you expect me to be perfect? Probably a pretty big sign that you have done whatever is being alleged against you. We will get into that. Uh, but this is Iowa caucus analysis day, the final one, where we won't have actual votes cast. And, Buck, would you buy in with me that we expect the overall story to be who is going to come in second place? If Ron DeSantis comes in second place... I think that's actually good for Trump, because Nikki Haley is looking strong in New Hampshire. If she comes in second in Iowa as well, she would have a very legitimate argument, I think, coming out of New Hampshire in eight days, that she would be able to go toe-to-toe with Trump two weeks until the Iowa primary. Uh, if Trump, sorry, the uh, South Carolina primary, if uh, if DeSantis comes in second, then it's kind of a mess as to who is the the challenger to Trump. That is probably the biggest story that is going to come out. That's presuming we don't get a -a once-in-a-lifetime-style upset because Trump is expected to win. If he were to lose, that would really throw things into an uproar. What's your analysis here as we sit on Caucus Monday?
1: Well, first of all, as you know, media loves to talk about extreme weather. So you're going to see more people out there. They're going to be wearing parka on top of oh, parka yeah. as they're holding that microphone because the National Weather Service issued a wind chill warning for Des Moines forecasting life threatening wind chill. Um, or as it's known in like Northern Michigan and Minnesota Tuesday. Um, wind chill values as low as 45 below zero are possible. 45 below zero. So you're going to hear a lot of people talking about that, and whether that affects turnout or not, I don't know. I think the good, sturdy people of Iowa are prepared for this kind of thing. Um, but you know, weather does get attention. It's funny. That's why everyone loves the weather guy because it gives you worthwhile information. Um, that's a big story going into uh, what you. T- sorry, the weather, but what you talked about, Clay. Uh, I think your analysis is honestly the consensus now because it's the reality. I, I don't think there's much of a debate that if Ron DeSantis comes in second, every contest then and every, you know, every percentage point feels like it matters going into not just New Hampshire, but then Super Tuesday. Uh, if Nikki Haley manages to come in second in Iowa, um, the DeSantis campaign, it feels like at least needs a miracle, um, a true miracle to be able to do really anything after that of consequence. I think there's a possibility if Nikki Haley comes in second, you'll hear a lot of speculation that maybe Trump will make her an offer she can't refuse. As in, you're going to lose to me, Nikki. Do you want to be vice president? I know a lot of Trump voters are going to, are going to say, Oh, he would never do that. He's Trump, the deal maker. If he could seal this thing up, save a lot of time and cash. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's unthinkable at all. Bring the donor class together might calm some of the donors and the GOP down, but. Another big story over the weekend, we haven't mentioned this name yet. And by the way, we've got Biden polls. I mean, there's so much data to talk to you about today that gives you a real sense of where all this is going with clay. Vivek Ramaswamy got his first taste of what happens when you cross Trump. Are we all ready for this? Here you go. Trump tweeted, or rather truthed, sorry, on Truth Social, a vote for Vivek is a wasted vote. I like Vivek but he played it too cute with the caucus tonight. Vote for Donald Trump. Build up the numbers in November. We must take back our very troubled nation, uh a nation in decline. Actually, this isn't even the worst uh there's another truth. I didn't this is a second one. A nation in decline back from Crooked Joe Biden, but he tweeted out um I keep saying tweeted. He truthed out Clay. Essentially um the big the big headline was Vivek is not MAGA that is what he says after all of this what do you make of that I mean should we just have expected this was coming
0: yeah look I, I I've got the actual uh truth I think in front of me right now Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter the best president in generations etc unfortunately now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks very sly but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't, don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. Uh, okay. So, uh, so that is a direct attack and we said at some point that this might happen and you mentioned the idea of Trump grabbing Nikki Haley as his VP. And there are people out there in Trump world who say, no, we will not stand for this. Buck, yes, they will. Anything Trump does, they will defend because it was like a light switch. Everybody, by and large, had been pretty positive in Trump world about Vivek. The second this truth post went out, suddenly Vivek was awful. It was like Trump had ordered the code red on Vivek. And I, I think Vivek, I saw his response, which I thought was solid, but we, we've been hitting on this for some time. At some point, if you are Vivek, Trump is the greatest president of my life, effectively, is what he said, but I can be better. At some point, if he became a threat, you knew Trump was going to take a shot <laughs> at him. To me, this is Vivek potentially going to get 10% or so in Iowa, and Trump is looking at that and saying, that might be the difference between me having a true landslide or not, also not only in Iowa, but also New Hampshire and sort of throwing a brushback pitch at Vivek.
1: At some point, the shark becomes tired. I don't, I don't say that, um, without respect for the fact that, uh, Vivek is a, is a phenomenal communicator and you and I are guys who make a living communicating. Um, he's at the top tier in terms of his ability to debate and to, to handle things uh you know that are thrown at him on the fly better than uh, you know almost any other political candidate i mean ron is very good as well he doesn't have quite the same rhetorical flourish sometimes that that vivek does the same uh, passion but uh, here's here's what i'm seeing this was always the fundamental flaw and this is what i said to people all along i said you can't say vote for me i'm the guy but the other guy who's already had the job was amazing and perfect it just it eventually collapses in on itself, and that's exactly when I said this last summer. That's exactly what's happened now because you can only have one president, and Trump is realizing I think that the ability that ten percentage points makes uh, you know could make a difference, especially in in these early contests about perception about how everything is going. Um. So I would also to your point about people changing their minds about Vivek. You know, one thing, especially as things have gotten close here. It's a lot of heat being thrown our way. Also, it's fascinating. I want all the people that say Rush would have endorsed Trump to have the argument with all the people who are saying Rush would have endorsed DeSantis, and to also argue with all the people who are saying Rush would have endorsed Nikki Haley because he actually would have endorsed nobody, which is what we have done here. And we know this from over thirty years of being the best in radio um, and and building, you know, this house that we now try to continue to serve. Um, But it's been kind of funny, Clay, because people are they're all saying, oh, you know, this last minute push, vote for my guy or push for my guy. Um, And people have got a little nasty about some of the candidates. You know, we there are some people that have switched from Vivek is amazing to Vivek is fake in 24 hours. And I just hope everybody listening notices we don't trash DeSantis here. We don't trash Trump here. We speak honestly about people that we think are exceptional in the field. And we try to present different points and points of view, right? But that's a different thing. I've never sat here, you've never sat here and said, you know, Trump can't win or, or, uh, DeSantis is a rhino or whatever. You know, we let the people decide who are listening to this. I'm seeing people that were very pro vivek all of a sudden say things about him that make you think, oh, so it was all just whatever they were told to say.
0: Yes. And I think there's a lot of that in general. And, and I would just, I always think of uh, the politics as as sports, but with hardly any actual games, and and that's where it's more difficult, because you can make an argument about anything in sports, and then the game's played, and you either own the result, or you look like an imbecile. Um, and finally, we're getting the game played, right? We're getting the actual tangible results that will be coming in, in about seven or eight hours, they'll start rolling in, and that is when... Everybody has to assess where exactly their candidates are. And there is a world right now where Ron DeSantis late tonight is ex- proclaiming victory because he kept it a lot closer against Trump than anybody expected. And he lost by 10 or 15 or whatever the math might end up being. But he feels like he's going to get a real, uh, you know, landslide rolling into uh, New Hampshire. There is also a world where Nikki Haley late tonight, Buck, comes out and says, There's only one alternative. It's me. I came in second in Iowa. Nobody thought I would do that. Now it's on to New Hampshire. And we will react based on what all of you in Iowa are doing. Let me just say this. I'm going to hammer this. You're going to hammer this, but I think this is important. Go vote. For all of the time that so many of you out there jump on social media and you argue and you get fired up and everything else, all of us only have one vote. Iowa right now, Buck, there's only about 200,000 people who are going to set the national agenda for what the Republican primary might look like going forward for the next several months and who the eventual nominee is going to be. That is an incredible privilege for you if you are listening to us in Iowa right now. I know it's incredibly cold, but only 200,000 of you get the opportunity potentially, maybe less, to set the entire agenda of the nation Please take the opportunity to go out and advocate for whomever you believe is the best. And you probably have gotten the luxury of being able to meet these guys or gals face-to-face. You've been able to go see them talk. You can judge them far better than the average person can. You've seen them on the trail. I can't wait to see the actual results coming in tonight.
1: Same here. One thing that I would also add into the background of this discussion is you're saying everybody should go i guess we should tell them and i have to go caucus right is that, is yes. that the uh is that the technical... but really
0: you're voting you're right voting for a little piece but of I paper think you gotta, but go you gotta show up yeah yeah Yeah,
1: you gotta caucus and then you can vote uh you know show up to the caucus tonight um here's one thing to keep in mind and i'll give you the numbers clay i'll, I'll give everyone the numbers right when we come back does anyone want to guess of the three top tier republican candidates how many of them comfortably beat joe Biden? Based on polling in swing states, based on the states that really are going to determine things for this election. Anyone want to take a guess? Three for three. Haley, DeSantis, Trump all beating Biden right now. We can give you some of those numbers and what this means coming up here in a moment.
0: No doubt. Look, also a lot of you going to be watching the NFL because we got, Buck, I don't even know if you saw this. They moved the Buffalo Bills game in Buffalo from yesterday to today over crazy weather conditions. And as a result, I also hope some of you hopped on board with this one. I gave you out a prize picks play. I said, hey, this thing will hit 10-1 to 1 if we get all of these things to happen. And uh I came out and I said, look, I like Joe Flacco to throw for more yards than he's projected. I like David Njoku, his tight end, to go for more yards. I like for Tyreek Hill to go under on his receiving yards. Guess what? We went three for three in those prize picks. If you went along with us, you have now doubled your money plus. And tonight, if Josh Allen doesn't throw for as many yards as is projected, then you will make 10x your money. You can also hedge it right now, but if you put down 10 bucks, that means you've gotten back 25. You put down a hundred. That means you've gotten back 250 already and you might be able to get back a thousand lot of fun. They'll match your money. There's no risk. Why don't you go check it out yourself, prizepicks.com slash clay. You can get in some uh, picks right now if you're in Texas, if you're in Georgia, if you're in California, and you've been feeling left out. Lots of different states out there. Trust me, prizepicks.com slash clay. Just put in that website right now. Go check it out. Buck, maybe a 10-to-1 payoff.
1: Can I ask you here? So I- I'm stuck on this one on my prize picks right now. Baker Mayfield, who I am now learning is a quarterback. Yes. Is he gonna go more or less on the 236 yards, Clay? I would I'm gonna go gonna make under my for
0: Baker Mayfield on 236. I'm going yards. under. We're gonna hold not, Clay to account on this
1: one. This is fun. This is like the Clay. Unhealthy. This is the Clay accountability meter here on sports. I love it. I'm going less.
0: No doubt. Uh, and, and again, they'll match your money up to a hundred bucks. Basically getting a hundred dollars in free picks. All you have to do, prizepicks.com slash Clay. Go do it. If you played our last, uh, last picks, like I said, you got a 10 to 1 payout potentially coming down. You've already nearly tripled your money, uh, on those first three guys hitting. Just go check it out right now. PrizePicks.com slash Clay. One more time, prizepicks.com slash Clay. Promo code, of course, Clay as well. Get hooked up today. Prizepicks.com slash Clay. Stay on top of election use with 24 from Clay and Buck, a weekly podcast you can find on the free Radio app or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
0: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
1: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, All right, so we talked about this. We teased this a second ago, right before our little break there, and I just think you need to hear this because ah, you know I don't do the overconfidence thing when it comes to politics. I always want to leave room for surprises, leave room for cheating, leave room for crazy, but you got to see this and come away thinking uh, this is panic time for Democrats. Clay, CBS poll here, CBS UGov poll. Choice for president of likely voters in this election, Biden 45, Haley 53, DeSantis 51 to Biden's 48, Trump 50 to Biden's 48. Losing against all three Republicans, trounced by
0: Haley, does that make a difference to people right now? I think Vivek would beat Biden, too, which is what I've been saying for a while. I, so far, the story is Biden's weakness even more than it is the strengths of any of these candidates. And I think it's got Democrats terrified. The data just doesn't keep getting better 10 months out, Buck. At some point, they have to hit the panic button. It's
1: true. Something's going on here. Biden's going to have to do something. If you pay attention to the value of the U.S. dollar, you're going to want to hear what former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari has to say. He's followed the value of our dollar for a long time in addition to watching the markets, and he's exposing some deep concerns he has within our government. teek is showing all the details in a detailed video you can watch online on a website that he set up for easy viewing. And while you're learning about his concerns, he's also sharing the three steps you need to take to prepare. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to watch this video that will inform and prepare you. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. There's information here that... Tika wants you to know about. He wants you to be able to prepare because he's very concerned about what's going to happen with the dollar. I mean, we are $34 trillion in debt. The money printing is not stopping anytime soon. Go to moveyourcashnow.com. Your life savings could depend on it. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
0: Election Day Part 1. We're going to have a lot of different parts. All of you are going to be able to weigh in during the course of the primary season, but Iowa is up first with all of the caucuses that are taking place across the Hawkeye State. We're going to go to a couple of your calls, 800-282-2882. Buck, it also, I know it's super cold in Iowa, as you can well see. Everybody's standing outside doing their, their hits, freezing. It's actually snowing as we speak here in Nashville, which does not happen very often. we got about six inches on the ground, and it's so cold outside. My kids, if you hear screaming in the background, I promise everybody's fine, but no kids in school. It's MLK Day. They were out anyway. But they are all running around playing snow football, sledding. Uh, the Travis boys all out and about and all the kids in the neighborhood running through the house. Buck, it's so cold, though, I came downstairs Right after doing a Fox News hit with Harris Faulkner, and my 13-year-old, as many kids are uh, often do, had left the front door open. And so it's freezing. But I looked outside, and our cats, who usually rush outside at the first opportunity, they took like two or three steps outside and immediately turned around and ran right back inside. They had never seen snow here before uh and uh, probably didn't like it on their paws but uh but immediately turned around and ran back inside so that is uh that is one positive uh there if you got animals they're probably not trying to rush out the doors right now it's frigid everywhere uh it feels like in the country even i don't know what's the temperature in Miami today it's like 75 and sunny for you
1: oh no it's uh it's let me see i'll tell you it's like a brisk oh no it's a brisk 79 degrees
0: yeah I saw, um, even though you're in South Florida, even up north, like it's cold in Texas, Dallas really cold, Houston cold, even on the panhandle of Florida, it's super cold where we spend a lot of time down there. Um, so basically everywhere in the country except for where Buck is freezing right now, uh, and many parts of the country dealing with, uh, with big, uh, big snowfall. We've got a caller online that I wanted to hit because he's actually Andy in uh, what he says is rural Scott County, Iowa. Andy, you are undecided and you are going to the caucus tonight in your community. How would you rank your uh, your contenders right now? And when you say you're undecided, does that mean what is said by cuz they're allowed to give little speeches advocating for different uh, different candidates? Does that mean you could be swayed by that? What are what's the deciding factor for you? I think it's interesting. That you would go to the caucus and literally be undecided when you walk in. Thanks for calling.
3: Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, pure and simple, my vote's going to be based upon who I think is going to win the general. Um, I caucused for Trump in 2016 and 2020. But there's one thing that's really that I think that these polls are missing, especially the ones at my church. Like I know that there's that they say if Trump's the nominee, that they're not going to vote for him in the general and in a swing state. That's a big problem for me. So my vote is for this tonight is basically who I think is going to win, who is who is our best chance to win the general election.
1: Well, Andy, Andy, can I ask you what do you make, Andy, of the polls that say we just we just read one off uh, on the air that that Mm -hmm. clearly, and this has been the case for months, so this isn't a new Mm -hmm. phenomenon. Nikki Haley, if you're talking about electability in a general, I'm just saying the polls. I'm not I'm not making a a sort of qualitative judgment. But Nikki Haley beats Biden by six. What does that say to you?
3: I totally understand that, but I think Vivek really destroyed Nikki Haley. In the last. I really do think she's a warmonger, and I really don't want to see our nation in wars. So that's why I'm leaning a kind of against her. But I, if I had to rank them, my choice, I'd say number one would be DeSantis, number two would be Trump, three of the and then four would be Haley.
1: How how long do you think you'll be – how long is it going to take you to be in this caucus, by the way? Bring us into that a little bit. I assume you've done this before. I mean, how many hours are you going to be there?
3: It's usually – well, usually what happens is you go there, you know, they get everybody in, and then there's, like, a speech. There's a speech. There's, like, four or five people. They give a speech for each candidate. Like, Trump – somebody talks about Trump. Somebody talks about Haley. Somebody talks about Vivek. Somebody will talk about DeSantis. And then you vote. And then, based on that vote, it gets sent to the state, and that's what gets reported to the media. And then, after that vote, there's also something called the party platform, which personally I think is a waste of time because I know people in D.C. really don't care about our party platform. You know, you put, like, you know, we want the Second Amendment to be strengthened, we, we're pro life, we want low taxes, we want Social Security and Medicare. You know, taking care of. I mean, those are the type of things you vote on. Then, they, then it goes to the county. Then there's like a state. I believe I haven't gotten
0: that. So far. you said you voted but for Trump in 16 and 20, and you're inclined to vote for DeSantis in 24. Uh, yes. When you're standing there, and they uh, they bring out the uh, they bring out the actual tallies. Uh, is that pretty mm-hmm. cool to watch? Because my understanding is everybody just yeah. writes basically on a piece of paper. And then you sit yes. there and you watch as they count out all the different votes. That would be pretty cool, I would think, to be a part of.
3: Yeah. So back in 2016, the ballot was a post-it note. And then in 2020, it was like, you know, obviously Trump wasn't, I mean, he was, there was people running against Trump, but like the one that I went to, I mean, everybody was like, it was like 80 to nothing in favor of Trump. So we didn't even, we didn't even do a ballot. We yeah. just, 80 nothing Trump, send it on. And then we did the party platform and that party platform stuff. Like I said, it's, to me, it's just a waste of time because no one really reads them, unfortunately, or the way our politicians are. I mean, everyone knows about this,
0: but. So let me ask you this, Andy. How many people do you think are legitimately undecided walking into their caucus site tonight? Do you think that's a common thing or do you think you're in the minority when you say you've got your I, ranking done right now? I'm just kind of curious yeah. what the vibe is in general.
3: No, that's a good question. I think I'm in the minority. I think I know there's a lot of people that are gung ho for Trump. Um, I, I just, I think he's going to win it, hand it, you know, walk away with it tonight. But I'm also kind of curious to see how, how accurate is the polling versus what the actual results are. You know, if, yeah. if Trump wins by, say, 50, 60 points, obviously the polls were, you know, put him underneath. But if only he wins, like, say, by 20, 30 points, then all these polls, which I know that you're quoting left and right, are really suspicious to me. And I, I know it's like what a previous caller called, but he said, you know, the polls are made to, uh, not reflect opinion, but to um, show, shape it. Uh, I yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank correct. you for the yeah, th- thank it. you for the call. I we get a lot of people who say that. I just if all of the poll, thank you for the call. Like I said, but if all of the polls are telling us the same thing, which is Biden is very weak, and many different Republican candidates are running strongly against Biden, I don't believe that there is some massive uh, conspiracy theory. Designed to drive down Joe Biden's overall standing.
1: And look, people will always say 2016. Clay and I were just talking about this a minute ago. They say, but the polls were wrong. Well, the analysis based on the polls was incredibly wrong. The the best example of this going back to 2016 was the New York Times on election day saying 97 percent chance that Hillary Clinton wins. If I told you you had a 97% chance of waking up tomorrow alive, you'd probably sleep pretty well, right? I mean, you know, you might be a little worried, but you'd be fine. Um, The the issue wasn't actually the polling data necessarily because a lot of the polls showed Hillary up two, Hillary up three, but the margin of error on these polls was plus or minus one, plus or minus two. So, I mean, they were off, but they weren't off by a lot. For this to be not what we think it's going to be, the polls would have to be off at, we can just say this, right, Clay? At least double digits. At least oh, double yeah, digits. Yeah, certainly. And so, that's a massive miss. I mean, that's a, that would be an enormous, uh, across the board width, so to speak. And I just don't think that that's likely to be the case. Um, but to the point we're making all, we'll keep making it, until people vote,
0: they haven't voted. And one thing I will, uh, point out is,
1: that's does why they pay me the over, big bucks, by the way, Clay. Yeah, until people I know, I vote, they say, haven't voted. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I will see whether or not Trump gets over 50 percent because that will be somewhat indicative. If Trump gets over 50 percent of the overall votes cast in Iowa, then you'll say, okay, even with solid contention from Nikki, from uh, from Ron and from Vivek, he was able to get a majority. If he doesn't, then I think there'll be people looking in there trying to, to 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 dive into the numbers And that's where I think Trump's anger at Vivek could grow, because if you're voting for Vivek, I would venture almost everybody's number two choice is Donald Trump, right? So Vivek is basically taking whatever percentage Vivek ends up with is votes I think that would otherwise have gone to Trump. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a a small handful that would vote for Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, but it feels to me like basically if you're a Vivek guy or gal, you're also a very big Trump supporter. You might just want a younger version of Trump, which is basically what Vivek has tried to argue that he is. Uh, make yourself a note to download and listen to a podcast series all about the goodness in America. It's called Our American Stories. That's what you get when you listen to the podcast, stories of Americans doing extraordinary things for our country and fellow man. So often, history gets rewritten in a way that casts doubt on the goodness of our nation, of our liberties, and how they came to be. Not in this podcast series. Each episode will give you three or four new stories to learn from to remind you of the kindness, smarts, and caring that exists nationwide. Today's episode of Our American Stories highlights a man, Steve Bunyard, who changed the lives of countless people on Skid Row in Los Angeles. Tune in to find out how. There's also the story of Sally Grove, who thought she knew everything about her father until she found his war diary from his time serving in World War II. Our American Stories is like a history book That comes to life. If you listen to podcasts, download and subscribe to this one. Our American stories, the name of the series. You can find our American live catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24 seven subscription to get access to the guys find the clay and buck app in your app
1: store.
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
2: When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled?
0: And make it part of your day.
1: Welcome back in team. Got so much we're going to talk about here, including what's happening today. The Iowa caucuses, uh, hour by hour, we'll bring up speed with all the latest as we're hearing it. Um, and, and also this, uh, appearance by Fanny. Is, is Fonnie the correct? Is that what I, I don't know. I, like, I
0: think we should just, I, I yes, I haven't I saying Fanny because I just,
1: that's phonetically how I would read it, but I don't know. It could be Fonnie Willis. Ms. I can Willis. See that.
0: That being a situation where maybe when you're in grade school, being named Fanny is not necessarily the easiest name to roll with, Uh and so I think it's kind of pronounced fawny, uh, evidently, but that doesn't make sense phonetically at all. Right. So Okay, so Fonny fa- Willis. I think he- we can just say she's Fanny on this show, because she's shown her behind. That's a I, that's a, a dad joke, I think. There you go. Shown her behind to a lot of people, Clay. evidently. Clay, good, good heavens, Clay.
1: Um... <laughs> So so she is the one who's prosecuting uh Trump for the Rico charge in Georgia. She's so state's attorney for Georgia for uh Fulton County. And and over the, we're gonna get into this. Um let's just say that she's made it pretty clear that she did some of the stuff that she's accused of doing. And yes. that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big problem. Because if you didn't do it, you don't say the things she's saying, you say I didn't do it. And even if you did, if you think you could get away with
0: saying it, you would, but she's not. So we, if we've, you've got kids, Buck, I would say this. If you accuse your kid of doing something and their first response is, What do you think that I'm perfect? They probably did it, right? I'm not perfect, it. Mom. I'm not perfect dad. Well, you probably shouldn't have done what you did.
1: I think I tried that at some point. It did not yeah. it did not go well. Yeah. It did not last long for me as a kid. Was like,
2: everybody makes mistakes.
1: <laughs> like, well, you made this one. Um So So I think I think that's interesting. Also more on um more on immigration uh as as a major point um a major point for Iowa and even nationwide now a lot of voters it is a top in a lot of surveys i'm seeing it's coming up as the number one issue which is a uh, a big difference maker also i saw this clay interesting that um you have the expenditures based negative expenditures based on individuals here uh, saw this online: 47 million dollars of negative independent expenditures. So this is what I guess this is PAC money being spent. Almost 50 million dollars of attack DeSantis money, 23 million of attack Haley money, 22 million of attacking Trump, 21 million of attacking Biden. Now that Biden number is obviously going to change a lot in the next few months, but they really went all in on tearing down DeSantis. Uh, I think that's a big component of of what we've seen. A lot of money spent. To undermine his, his campaign and we'll see how he ends up doing tonight in Iowa, which was supposed to be, they were kind of all in on Iowa. I remember this. I mean, that was the strategy. They had Ted Cruz people, former Ted Cruz people working, uh, for the campaign because Ted had won in Iowa, right? But he got delayed with the, with the victory. So it didn't have the effect they had all thought. Uh, all right. We got a lot of Iowa people calling in. Of course it's Iowa's big day today. Congrats, Iowa. It's a big day. Eileen in Prairie City, Iowa, is going to caucus. She's a former teacher. What's up, Eileen?
4: Well, hi. Greetings from a snowy, snowy Iowa. And this is someone who listened to Rush on WHO radio, I believe, back in 1987. Uh, I've been a teacher for 45 years and always, always been a staunch Republican, though it's been hard at times. I will be going to the caucus tonight and we will be supporting Trump. Although I've got to say he can be rude, crude obnoxious but he is the best president we've ever had
0: so eileen when did you make your decision on who you were going to support at the caucus did you ever waver obviously you get to see and and hear from a lot of different candidates over the past year what was your process towards supporting trump in the caucus tonight like
4: Uh, i wavered for a while of being for DeSantis, but as time went on i knew we had to go back to someone who could really do it and that was trump
1: what do you Eileen, think about you. Vivek and Trump right now, if I could ask yeah. you that?
4: Oh, I like that. I really like Vivek. Um, I don't think he's quite ready for presidency, but he would be wonderful vice president.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you, Eileen, and thank you for the 45 years. What did you teach, by the way?
4: I thought business ed started out on old typewriters and shorthand and ended up entrepreneurship and uh, computers.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for all the kids that you helped uh, educate there in Iowa. Mike in Davenport, if we can get him in quickly here as well, Davenport, Iowa. Mike, are you going to go caucus tonight? What's your read on the ground situation there?
3: I am. Uh, it, it, it's cold here, and I'm telling you, uh, poll number uh, caucusing numbers are probably going to be low because of it. Um, kind of my take on things is Trump's my guy. Always has been. If we can get another four years of him, awesome. Um, but my vote is, is kind of unique in the sense to where, alright, Trump's got a big lead. Great. I'm kind of voting for my number two, and, and that's, uh, Vivek. He
0: so you're has, going uh, in to support Vivek tonight, even though you like Trump yep. as well. That's an interesting move. What did you make of Trump yep. saying that Vivek is not
1: MAGA?
3: Ah, oh, man. It, you know, it's interesting. It, you know, Vivek's the only, uh, candidate that's openly supported Trump and loved what he's done, you know, and, and, the, you know, it's it's kind of unique. to It's like, hey, this guy's
0: for you. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, All right. But so you're Trump kind sort of, of one there. of the guys. Thanks for the call. Two, so. Mike, thanks for the call. We're coming up on the end of the hour break here. 800-282-2882. You guys, especially in Iowa, can weigh in during the course of the show today. No guests. So we'll just be interacting with you. But Mike is kind of the guy that Trump was addressing, right? Because yeah. Mike is going to support Vivek, even though he's a big Trump guy, too. I think that's got some in Trump world a little bit nervous just because those votes would otherwise be going to Trump.
1: Yeah. He's saying, Mike, probably you should vote for me. Don't vote for Vivek. Number two in MAGA. Number one, Trump all the way. Um so yeah, we're gonna come in here in a second. I, I thought something was really interesting over the weekend, and I, I- this is a rare thing play. I, I want to talk a little bit about a New York Times off ed
0: where a guy
1: it. who says he wants Trump to lose makes the case for why Trump actually should win. It's amazing. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond
0: Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall.
1: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.